You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, yo, yo. Hey, guys, welcome back to the Best Practices Show podcast. My name is Kirk Barrett, where our job is to bring you great information from some of the best thinkers everywhere to help you create a better practice and a better life. And today, I have a special episode for you with our CEO, Dr. Barrett Straub, and we talk about the effort gap. You have to listen to this because if you understand this, you can be the pilot and navigate this incredible thing called your practice to the right place. So please listen to this. I know you'll enjoy it. We'll see you guys soon. Yo, yo, yo. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the Best Practices Show podcast. We're doing this live, actually semi-live, kind of live. Yes. From our training center here in Milwaukee, where we're getting ready for Christian Coachman this week and had TTT last week and have Barrett Straub. Our CEO. Right. I'm here. Which I'm so glad you're here. Me too. You're not just a CEO. You're a former dentist, former client. You know the mind of a dentist. Yes. And uh, that's what makes us extra special because I'm the visionary. You're the integrator. He's the detail guy. He does all the details. Right. So as you can see, like he's got like notes and my cards have like nothing on them. Right. (laughs) (laughs) We work well together that way. So we've been thinking about this day for a long time when I'm here time. Love it. And we can start bringing these podcasts more frequently and really kind of focusing on pain points that dentists have and yeah. giving solutions every week. Yes. We're going to do so it. This marks an important day. Yes, it does. Yeah. And uh, so we were doing a little chat. You know, one of the things that we're doing here is we're developing content to help dentists create a better practice and a better life. One of the pieces that keeps coming up is the GAPS scorecard and the write-offs. Out of necessity, we've created a tool, which we'll get to in a minute. But today's podcast is about how many days are you working for free? Now, I want you to describe what that means. So if you're a dentist, like, listen up. This is important because you guys are working your tails off. You're working harder than ever. And a lot of you are working days for free, right? Absolutely. And, you know, I, I assume, you know, most people hearing that would say, well, I'm not working for free any day. Right. We're charging for our dentistry. Um, but in many cases, you're not. Right. On some of the days. Right. So we find that just about every dentist is working some portion of their month for free. Okay. Meaning there's no revenue coming in. For zero to three days, maybe if you're a fee for service, we've seen up to seven to 10 days 
um, for some practices that are heavily in PPOs. Right. And the whole idea is that we want to minimize the amount of time we're working for free. We love write-offs. We love being charitable. We want you to keep doing that. But we want you to know how many days, and your team to know how many days are you actually working for free. And my guess is most dentists don't know. Right. They don't know. And so you're exactly right. So if I'm a dentist listening to this and I work, I don't know, 18, 19, 20 days a month. I mean, our hope is you're not working more than four clinical days a week, but whatever that equates to in a month, if you're working 20 days or 21 days, depending on the month that there are cases where you're working an entire week for free. We see it all the time. All the time. Yes. And that's mind boggling. Yeah. To say, man, if I got paid for closer to 100% of my production, I could take a week, a month off for vacation. Now, right. it's easier said than done, but that's right. what the numbers show. Yeah, absolutely. Now, go further into the definition of this problem because, okay, so, and I'll add some context to it, but if I'm just listening, okay, what do you mean? What do you mean I'm working for free? Like, explain that. Yeah. So let's back up to the gaps and, and we're going to be. We're going to be delivering this GAPS roadmap and our GAPS calculator to the world here soon. And there are gaps in every dentist's practice where money is leaving. And that doesn't mean it's all bad. Right. Uh, it just means that it is harder, getting harder and harder and harder for dentists to know and follow the money through their practice. So if you start at the top with gross production, there is the first gap. We call it the effort gap. Right. And that is the gap between your gross production and your net production. And so that's, that's the one we're going to focus on today. That's the one we have been focusing on with our PPO roadmap. It's very, very important. And that's the difference between the dentistry you produce and the dentistry that you can actually collect on. Yeah. So your net production is your maximum collectible amount. So we see, we, see, we see practices producing $2 million, writing off the national average is 42-ish percent of write-offs if you're participating with PPOs. So you could produce $2 million of dentistry, right. but have a, growth or a net production of 1.1, 1.2, right. and you can only collect on that. So you might have an $800,000, $600,000 effort gap. Right. That's huge. It is huge. And these numbers are hard to collect. That's why we rely on experts in the industry. But every expert that I interview or we've had in this room, we ask them, where are you seeing write-offs? And write-offs are climbing. Yep. So prior to COVID, they were still high. And now they're <laughs> extraordinarily high. And everybody seems to agree that they fall into the 42 you know, low 40% region. There's a lot of reasons that have created that. But let me add some, per, you know, some perspective to it. When you say we see this all the time, the problem gets bigger and the effort is more, the bigger it gets. Yeah. So you might be a million dollar practice listening going, yeah, I'm writing off like 20 some percent. But let's say you add some operatories. It is not unusual for us to see a $6 million practice right. writing off $2 million plus dollars. Absolutely. That is tough. Yeah. And one of the challenges, one of the pain points, one of the realities that we see, and, and I've experienced this, we all have, is we all graduate from dentist school with some assumptions, right? With some thoughts of how we 
need to practice dentistry, what everyone else is doing, so we have to do it that way. And what a lot of people uh, find themselves in is we get out, we go into private practice, we have to be contracted with X, Y, and Z insurances, and we get 15 years out of school, and you're like, I am working really hard, and I thought I'd be making more. And that realization, that's that's what these gaps are for, is for a dentist one day out of school or 50 years out of school to be able to follow the money in their practice. And you're going to hear us talk about getting out of PPOs. And we're actually not, we're not ever going to say like every dentist needs to get out of PPOs. Right. We're, we're more uh, of the mind that, hey, let's, like you said, let's track the numbers. Right. Let's know what our effort gap is. And then let's make some decisions to shrink that gap to where we're most comfortable. Right. So we see our top performing fee for service practices in the five, six, seven percent write off range. And most of that coming from charitable or what I call elective write offs. Mrs. Jones has fallen on hard times. I want to give her this dentistry for free because I can. That's right. fun. That's right. great write-offs. Yeah. That's, that's where you're impacting lives to give away dentistry. That's awesome. Our highest PPO uh, practices, yeah, they're upwards of 40, 42, 43%, even 50%. That's a lot. They're working really, really hard to have the same collectible amount or less than some fee-for-service, or lower. Now, we have tons of practices in the middle, so you don't have to be either or. We have lots of practices that have gone through our PPO roadmap and lowered their worst PPO-performing contracts, and instead of 40, now they're sitting in 25, right. and they're feeling really good. And maybe they drop one more, and they're sitting in the 18, 15, and maybe they'll never go lower. Right. Because going from 40 down to 20, that's a lot of profitability that you just put in your pocket. Right. Now, we got to be careful because this is going to be a four-hour podcast. Cause I, <laughs> we got to keep going. I know, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I want to go back to this because, like, you're provoking some thoughts that I have. And um, back to what you said. I mean, no matter who you are, if you're listening to this, all change processes start with one very important step. It's telling the truth. So you yeah. should know your numbers. You right. should know Love your write-offs. So knowing if you're 5 6 or 7%, most dentists, there's inherent challenges with really figuring out your real write-offs. Sometimes team members are not trained to put in their master fee schedule. You've got you've got your elective write-offs in there, and then you've got your PPO write-offs, and you don't, you don't have any clues. So you're just working harder and harder and harder. So if you're taking notes, which I encourage you to do, if you're not, don't worry, we're taking notes for you. Right. You got to figure out this number. Number two, if you're like me, the older you get, the less you have of this very valuable thing. It's called time. So what you realize is it's not so much the money, but you're giving away days and days and days and days and days of your life that you cannot afford to get back. You never get them back. And so um, that's a big piece. And I just want to add one more thing to what you said, which I think is really important. Sometimes people get the message construed, oh, you're going to help me be fee-for-service. No, it's not. No, we're not. You take this as far as you want to go. But you ask the ultimate question, how many of your patients pay your full fee? That's really the essence of a question. So if you have 4,000 patients or 2,000, how many of them are paying your full fee? Right. And, and so that's the essence of the effort gap. And, and we'll go back and kind of go through all the gaps here in a second. But the essence of the effort gap is, number one, if you want to shrink that gap, get more people, more clients, more patients to pay 
a higher percent of your one full master fee. And we'll, right. we'll dig into that in the middle. You, you lecture all the time on our gaps, and you put it in a nice funnel form. Just kind of quickly go over, like, all the gaps. Let's identify for the listeners where are the, the spots or gaps, as we call them, where money or production can flow out of their practice. Right. So you've got the effort gap at the top, gross yep. production to actual net production. Right. Then you've got another gap in there, which is net production, collectible production, right. your actual collections percentage, which I think should be crazy high. Right. And so you're losing money there. Then you've got your overhead percentage. Right. Down to your net profit. Down yeah. to your net profit. And you've called it out best. Most dental accountants look at the bottom line of a P&L statement and go, you're doing good. Right. Wow, there's $274,000 in here. You're doing great. And you're like, but I don't have any money. <laughs> and then there's one other gap that falls below that, which is cash that goes out that you don't see on a P&L statement, like loan payments, like taxes. And so you've got to be cognizant of these gaps so that you can play with these dials yeah. and enjoy your life. Otherwise, your only goal or plan is just more, 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 more. Right. Now, again, I'm just going to, if you don't stop me, I'm just going to add more complexity to this because you pointed it out in the Two the Top Study Club last week. You know, if you're a $1.5 million practice and you're collecting your gross production for the most part, you only have two team members at the front. Right. But if you're writing off 20, 30, or 40%, you've got an extra team member almost in every single department right. to compensate for that load. Right. So, you know, there's, there's challenges that go in a lot of different directions. That's why we want you as a dentist, just to know your numbers yes. and do something about it. Right. And so you're going to listen to this podcast and, and soon we will have the calculator for you, but this is not like special math. This no. is just simple. Any, any eighth grader can do this math. Okay. Right. So we're going to give you the equations today. And one, the first gap is gross production minus your write-offs is your net production. That's number one gap. We'll right. talk more about that. Number two gap, as you said, is your net production, your collectible amount. How much of that do you actually collect? Right. Is it 100% or is it less? Okay. And then we have, that's your revenue. So of that collection, what's your true collections? And this is where your accountant's advice comes in. This is the P&L. This is the over, overhead. It's the overhead gap. Right. Of that collections, what is your are your expenses? And those are those are right. You need to actually pay your team, and that that's not a bad thing. But we just need to know what that is. Right. And then after that, what financing activities, loans, tax payments, distributions, these accounting terms that are money going out that you may not even know about. Right. So if you're a practice owner, the most thing you're worrying about is of my gross production. How much do I actually get to put in my bank account? And you're going to realize soon that there's these gaps where money goes out. And as long as you know that, you right. can make some improvements. Right. What we're saying is the alternative solution has always been do more, do more, do more. And every time you do more, add a practice, add an op, add a team member, Add, uh, add more capacity, start working Friday, Saturdays. We're not saying that's always bad. We're just saying that adds complexity, and complexity adds more effort, and effort adds energy, and energy, more effort can add more stress. And we're saying, before you make any of those decisions, 
know what your gaps are. Yeah, and I would disagree with you. Adding a Saturday is well, a bad that's decision. That's a really bad idea. That's a terrible Adding idea. Nights, bad idea. It's a bad yes, idea. I and agree so, with that. And it, again, there's other podcasts you can listen to if you like working on Saturdays and Sundays. But I'll tell you, if you have a family attached to you, you'll find that's where the magic happens. And so on a Saturday or Sunday, I can't have an agenda. Right. I, right. I, the family is my agenda. Right. You know, if, if you truly graduated from dental school and said, I can't wait to work six days a week, then go nuts. You were, but, you were, <laughs> you no, were taking alternative medicine, but no one said that. So, yeah. you know, you always talk about better practice, better life, and you have a life and you have a practice. And if they're not aligned, you will always default and your practice will make your life worse off. Right. But if they are aligned and you say, I'm only doing this dental practice thing to have a great life, then you get to design your practice. And that may mean not working Fridays, not working Saturdays, not working nights. And that's awesome. Yeah. If that's what you want to do, which is I want to do and you want to do and most of our clients want to do. Absolutely. Okay. So we talked about the gaps. Um, let's just talk one, you know, one more minute on the effort gap. And really, again, this is the gap for the listener. You have your gross production. That's your one true master fee. That means everything you've done, you build it out correctly. Right. You then wrote off, whether it's a PPO write-off, whether it's a, uh, elective charitable write-off. When you do those six veneers on your mom, actually bill it out and write it all off. 100%. Right. You can't put zero in the ledger. Right. And so a couple things on that. When you put it all in the computer, it shows us as coaches how you utilize your time because you only have so many hours in the month. And so you get all mad at your team because you don't have any money, but your sister was in last week and you prepped her uppers and then her lowers and you didn't, you know, it's okay to do that, but let's call it out and call it out what it is. The other thing that happens is when you start creating a bigger effort gap at the top, you don't really own your practice. Right. The PPOs on their own your practice. Right. They're calling the shots, playing with the dials. You can actually you're 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 subscribing to a a game in which the rules are changing. Right. You know, so um we just want you to be aware of that and Make sure that you you make the rules because at the end of the day, like a lot of you went in to be a dentist for one reason, it was to have a life, yeah. you know, or there was a person that was in there that you saw at some point in your life. And you're like, I want a life like that. Um, so there, there's so much effort that goes in there. It's emotional effort. It's mental effort. It's physical effort. It's, um, it's, it's a lot more than we can cover in a podcast. Right. There's intangibles there. And if you have just simple math, if you have a 25% write-off, you're working one week out of your four of each month for free. Ouch. You're working until that second Monday before you're even making any revenue in order to pay your team. Right. And now you have the overhead. So now you're going to pay your team for a while. And you just hope that there's some days left in a month where you doctor get some. Right. And for most of us in most of our careers, that's been kind of like we didn't really know those gaps. But where right. the gaps are going to come in is we're going to know, our clients will know exactly what our write-offs are, what those gaps are, how many days they're working for free, and not to beat themselves up when we're going to show you our ACT energy quotient here at the end of the podcast yeah. to, to calculate that. And it's not to beat yourself up, but it's to shrink it a little bit right. and decrease it a little bit. And the end result of that shrinking of that gap is... You, doctor, get to put a little more money and be a little more profitable. And what happens when you're more profitable, when you have more money? Does your life get better? 
Absolutely. Do you get more charitable with your team? Yeah. Do you have less stress and you have more, uh, more smiles that like just everything gets better. Right. So some of you are like, you don't understand my area. I can't find the right people. My team is holding me hostage for more money. When you do this, you could hypothetically and realistically play with these dials that you could pay your team more. You could afford to um, make those improvements to your practice at the bottom line. Playing with these dials, every little dial that you play with gives you that much more time at the end of the day. At the end of the day, it's not money. Money allows freedom. That's really what it does. Right. When you make enough money, you go, I'm good. Yeah. You know, so um, I just, I love the whole conversation and I love, I love tightening up the effort gap. Cool. So we talked, you know, what variables, what didn't we not talk about that go into this effort gap? So we talked about our PPO write-offs. Yes. And so if you are part of a PPOs, what we want you to do is bill your true one master fee, write it off um, what the, the contracted amount is, just so you know. So then you know in XYZ uh, PPO plan, how much per month per year are you writing off for that plan? You do that for all your plans. You do that for your membership. Right. Uh, plan. And you do that for your elective charitable care, guaranteed services. You set it up so you charge your full fee, write it off, and just start tracking the numbers. Nothing more. Yeah. And so in our PPO roadmap, you're going to see that we created what's called a PPO scorecard. In, for every patient segment, like yeah. you said, you got PPO number one, you're going to create a scorecard for a quarter. You'll yeah. be able to see these numbers. You'll have PPO number two, you'll have your membership. You'll have uninsured patients, you know, which you would might consider fee for service. You might have five or six segments. And what you can do is diagnostically figure out where do I want to spend my time? Now, you can't get it all in your head about, oh, my gosh, you know, you have to pick a segment and serve a segment and start right. growing the segment. Through the use of those scorecards, you can see exactly where the discrepancies are in the gap. Right. And I'm telling you, it's going to freak you out. Right. But it's a good starting step to making things better. Right. The other variables are the intangible. So we have PPO write-offs. We have our elective write-offs. The intangibles are where I think it's uh, the most important. So we can, we can put two doctors sitting with us. Let's, hypothetically speaking, we have two practices. So we have both practices have net collections of a million dollars, just for easy math. Okay. Okay. One practice has gross production of 1.1. Okay. Okay, so they write off their fee-for-service. They're not writing off a lot other than just charitable care. One doctor, small team, they're cohesive, they're, they're healthy culture. Days are very predictable. Uh, they show up, they work three and a half days, and they get to collect a million dollars. Yeah. Okay. Practice number two, 2.5 doctors, six hygienists. Eight ops, um, working Fridays, working Saturdays, tons of capacity. And that by itself isn't bad, except that it gets harder to create that predictability. Right. More of anything always creates more complexity. Right. And when you have more complexity, you have to be even more intentional on what our practice health score, our team culture, systems, predictability. Let's say that practice two isn't all that predictable. It's a little chaotic. Right. Doctor gets 82 questions before 9 a.m. There are problems. There are running late. Patients are complaining. Their Google reviews are bad. Right. And it's a factor of just too much. They also produce 1.8. They write off a ton. They're with a lot of PPO. So they, too, have a million dollars of production. Right. So both practices, 
can collect a million dollars. So on paper, if we just start at net production, right. both are the same practices. Which doctor is giving more blood? <laughs> the bigger one. Right. No they question. Are, they are expending way more energy. They have the same potential collections. Right. And so I, we don't ever want to say, like, it's bad to have associates or partners or multiple practices. No. However, you just have to go in with the knowledge of where are my gaps? Right. Why am I adding this capacity? Is it, would it be more intelligent to shrink our gaps before we do that? We're always going to say yes. But just this concept that there's some intangibles, there's stress, there's blood pressure, there's heart rate, right. there's more blood being given on some practices for, than others for the same potential collections. Yeah. And as a dentist, you just have to be smart who you listen to. Yes, you're listening to this podcast, but you can flip over to another one and somebody's going to tell you about expanded capacity and how right. you can hire another doctor and grow this whole thing. And I would say this, you're not really creating any more value unless you're getting essentially time back. Yeah. You know, why would you add six more ops if it doesn't give you six more days? Right. You know, so I think that's the test. And what we're trying to say is this. And again, like, I got to be careful because I'm a big defender of the, the day. I like yeah. people having a life. Yeah. So I always ask dentists, like, why are you doing this? Well, somebody told me. And I'm like, somebody told you where? Like in a Facebook group. Right. I'm like, so now you're trusting your life and your family into somebody's thread in a Facebook group. I think you just got to make it, you got to make a decision and say, hey, look, I can play with these dials and I can create the life that I want. So ultimately you create, you know, you, you tighten up these effort gaps along, along, it just gives you more room to breathe. You can make better decisions. You don't have to have multiple docs in your practice, which isn't bad, but you're still going to have to pay those docs out of pocket. And I would say if you're writing off that much, you don't have any money to do that anyway. Right. Some, somehow the message is getting across to young dentists and graduates that the way to a predictable great life is multiple practices as quick as humanly possible. And, the, and once that happens, they will have more time. Right. And I was in that, those shoes. When I graduated from dental school, I remember saying, I'm going to own five practices. I'm going to run the business. I'm going to get out of the ops. And I soon realized, like, holy cow, running this one practice is super hard, and right. I don't have it figured out. Right. I would rather the mindset be, yeah, if you want to do that, go nuts. But get your first practice, like, tight. Right. Get it predictable. Then, then use the franchise theory on those best practices. Right. I think it's opposite to say, like, I'm only going to get that life's predictability once I have enough practices and enough associates and enough doctors and enough hygiene where I can take time off. Right. The, again, more complexity, you're just going to have less time off. Right. So um, the overall, let's talk about the overall goal in our effort gap. The overall goal is what, Kirk? I, I mean, I would say, now, so you can see, is that the answer? Did you put that in? <laughs> <laughs> so that was a loaded. So answer, I have, I'm leading, I'm leading the witness that. here. That's why Barrett's, <laughs> the, Barrett's the brains around here. So you say minimal effort between those two. Yes. In my, yeah. I, I was. It, Maximize. So you production. can tell how my yeah. brain works. Yeah. You're, you're, we're going to remind the listeners. How old are you? <laughs> 46. So you're 46. I'm 53. Right. So time is my thing. Like yeah. time I, is the new rich, I, as you say. Okay. Time is the new rich. Yeah. So let me get, I'll just let you guys in. So on this whole thing, as soon as I'm done with this, 
I'm getting in my car. It's a beautiful day. My son has a baseball game at 4 p.m. Yeah. I thank God every day when I get in that car and I drive home Lake Drive here in Milwaukee and I get to see that water. I'm, and so I want that for all of you, too. So and in order to do that, you've got to shrink the gaps. Could you yeah, imagine no. if Act Dental was built on this? We're getting people from Groupon who get like 25% off or 40% off all of their fees. Like I, I would have to, we would have to work forever to recoup right. all of that. That makes no sense. Well, well, and we just, you just, I love what you said because we just changed the equation. So I, I would have originally said maximize your net production with minimal effort. So yeah. if we say effort equals time, which I love, Ooh, right? Yeah. Then it becomes maximize your net production or the amount you can collect with the least amount of time. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, that's all any one of us has. Right. You know? So if you're, if you're a listener and you're, this is kind of making you stress a little bit and a little anxiety in the chest, good. And then also take a deep breath. Yeah. All, it's all good. And we're going to, I want you to, we're going to introduce our act effort quotient. Okay. It's kind of a new KPI we're making. And let me stress them out just a little bit <laughs> okay, more. And please don't get mad at me. Okay. Listen, I love this profession so much. And I say, I've said this a lot in the last couple of weeks. There's no, there's no money on the f- speaking circuit for fee for service. And let me explain. All right. There's no dentist out there flying from city to city on Fridays going, I built an amazing fee-for-service practice. Right. I work 162 days a year. I came all the way here to show you how you can do the same. Because any dentist that have, has ever done that is not speaking at state meetings anywhere. Right. They're on a boat. Right. Or at a golf course, at a curling tournament on the weekend, <laughs> or you have a camp way up north. Like yeah. you are not thinking about how am I going to spread the message to a whole, cause you're going to go, you know, room, you know, seven a has Barrett Straub in there. Right. And he's going to be talking about how he built a fee for service practice where I worked 162, whatever days a year you'd walk into that room. There'd be like six people in that room. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm here to say this, like, I love it. We're going to keep teaching this, but on the other end of it, when it comes to education, when it comes to Facebook groups, when it comes to anything you're consuming in social media, it's always going to be about bigger, right? You're never going to see somebody go, yeah, I just create a simple little practice. I love my wife. I watch my kids grow up. I make a ton of money and I don't know, I can retire when I'm 47 or 48. I, I don't know. You could probably do the same thing. There's, there's not a lot of posts like that on social media. Correct. So help us through this before yeah. I take us off the rails again. This, this, is, this is awesome, and I'm actually going to add one little thing here. So the effort quotient is basically saying how many days per month are you working for free? Right. So there's four numbers you have to pull. So okay. one doctor is how much have you, or did you write off last month to all your PPOs combined? Okay. Okay. So that is the contracted fee, the difference between your one true fee and your contracted fee. So all your PPOs, how much did you write off to all of them? Number two, elective write-offs, your charitable, your guaranteed service, your all the stuff that you have some control over. You're not contractually obligated. That's number two. Number three is the dot. Those are dollar values. So dollar values for all three of these. The third is your collections gap. So if your collections was 95%, Right. then I want you to put a dollar value to that 5% you didn't collect of your net production. 
Yeah. Now I'm going to say this because I think 95% collections is poor. Totally. Very poor. Of your collectible production. Of your net production. Most people say 95%. That's okay because Sally's been working at the front. I just don't want to tip over the apple cart. Like She's doing a fairly good job, but you're losing a lot of money. You should collect 100% of your collectible fee. Do you know where that 5% comes out of? No, tell me. The doctor's wallet. It's, 100%. It, that is straight profitability of the doctor that goes away. Yeah. So um, we have to collect as close to 100%, right. if not 100 And some people collect more than 100 right. Um in O-Dentistry, which is a good place to be. Yeah. So $3 values, PPO write-offs last month, PP, or I'm sorry, elective write-offs dollar value last month, and the lack of collections, what, you know, less, what, per, what dollar value less than 100%. Did you collect last month? Now you add those three together and you get a bigger dollar value and you divide that by your production per day, your gross production. Per okay. Day. Go back to that. You're bringing up production per day, gross yeah. production per day. I love this. Okay. You so have to how many, why. how many days did you work last month okay. and what was your total gross production? That's okay. your production per day. That's your, your office's output. Right. That is what you are, you were able to output put out in the world output in uh, last month. And when you divide that, you are basically showing that how many of your days did you work for free? Right. So, um, you know, simple math. If you have, if you have 30,000, if that, you know, those three numbers together are $30,000 in your uh, production per day of $6,000, you're going to divide that and you're going to say 5.0 yeah. or five days for free. Yeah. And it took that first five days before you could even start making money. Right. And again, it, it, it's simple math, but it's eye-opening because no one is calculating this. Right. And so if, if you do the math and you find out it's five days for free, don't stay there. Now we're going to go to four days for, three, for free, then three days for free. What you're doing is you're making incremental progress on it. You're going to feel better. More money will come to the bottom line. Your team's going to feel better because they're working at breakneck speeds to keep this up. Right. And when you start to back off and you work less days for free, you just have more choices. Like this one. I mean, you know, this one came up. It's come up in the last month. You don't have to charge for everything under the sun. When you're getting more people to pay your full fee, something breaks, you can say to a patient, oh, Mrs. Jones, don't worry about it. When you need every dollar every day all the time, you're charging for everything all the time. You have to. You don't have a choice. Right. And so our goal is to give dentists their life back, to help them make more profit. But as you can see, it's the byproduct of really knowing a lot about your business. So if I'm listening to this, what do I do, Bear? Like, how do I get out of this? Walk me through that. How do you get out of the... Where, where do I go next? Like, yeah. I want to do the math on this. Right. So you're, gonna, you're literally going to go to your Dentrix or your EgoSoft and Dental Intel, and you're going to get those four numbers, PPO write-offs, elective write-offs, the lack of collections, that percentage less than 100, what's the dollar value of that? Divide the, that sum by your production per day, and you're going to know how many days you're working for free. Then you say, am I okay with that? That's question number two. And if, yeah, if you're full, fully fee-for-service and your number is like 2.5, you might be fine with that. Yeah. 
Totally. And then and then you say, okay, if I'm not fine with it, what am I going to do? Yeah. And that's where our gaps are going to come in. You're going to yeah. download our PPO roadmap. You're going to start analyzing your collections. I mean, number one is just if you're collecting 95, get it to 100. Right. That's, that, that's easy. Um, and then number two, look at those PPO contracts. Start just looking at what is my energy gap? What is my effort gap? How can I just tweak that? Yeah. Conversely, how can I get more 100% Ayers into the mix right to offset some of that insurance and in future podcasts we're going to go through this and we're going to go gap by gap by gap and and offer solutions because there are there's a lot of things we can do to lower or shrink the effort gap that has nothing to do with ppo yeah uh, dropping and we'll go into that maybe next podcast and, and keep this keep this conversation going but again knowledge is power right? Decisions get easy to make, easier to make when you have the data. Right. So dropping PPOs, even thinking about that is such an emotional and, and it's fearful. It's scary. I right. totally get it. And what we find with our clients that just say, Hey, take a deep breath. Don't make any decisions. Download our PPO roadmap. Just start doing the work. Right. Just start collecting the numbers, do the PPO scorecards. And all of a sudden with the data, it becomes like, Oh, I know exactly what I should do. And this is yeah. not going to be that hard. Yeah. And the same will happen here. Just calculate your act effort quotient, see what that number of days is, and then start making strategies. Listen to follow up podcasts. We're going to give you some tools and just start making incremental progress. Yeah. You don't have to uh, rule the world overnight, just a little bit each day. Yeah. And so the easiest way, if you're not taking notes again, you can just flip up to the notes in Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify. We're going to put a link to the PPO roadmap. You can download that for free and just start doing the work. You're going to see it's a very, very comprehensive tool. You actually were the main architect behind it, but we had, we had the collective experience yeah. of the ACT team and we'll constantly be adding to that. But that's the first step. And the second step is if you're still struggling to figure this out, we got you back. Like, reach out to us. Absolutely. We'll help you. We'll help you through this. There's nothing that makes me happier than watch a dentist create a better practice and a better life professionally. Absolutely. So it's good stuff. Well, thanks for being on, bro. Yeah, my pleasure. Shout out to Andy, who's making all this happen. Producer extraordinary. I wish I had that button that said, Andy's the best. So awesome. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to the Best Practices Show podcast. Make sure you uh, check out future podcasts where we're going to be rolling more of this out. You guys want to see any suggestions uh, on future issues or challenges, we're here. We got you. So until we hear from you next time or you see us next time, keep watching or keep listening to the Best Practices Show. You guys, enjoy your day. So there you have it. Another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, and thank you for showing up. I just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm going to spend the rest of my professional life finding great information so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.